What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Back once again with Mr. Bert Green, you beautiful human being. How are you doing, my man? I am very well, mate. Very well. Got a couple of Bud Lights going. Uh, just yeah, I've, I've actually done my video for UFC 274 already. I'm ahead of myself. Usually I do that on a Friday. Right. But as I mentioned to you, I'm doing things tomorrow. So I need to yeah. uh, stop being so busy all the time. And on top of that, we're playing the time machine game. It's dropping. Ah, oh, my microphone just dropped. Did it drop back in? Are we good? It, it has dropped back in. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's my cable. Who knows? This is showbiz. Um, but the yeah. The guy's but... using cables now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good old Bill Burr. Uh, fucking brilliant. But uh, yeah, like, so this is dropping fight days today. It's Saturday. Saturday night. Tonight's the big night. Ready for a fight. And uh, yeah, yeah, all, all that all that stuff. Wasn't there an Elton John song about that? Saturday night's all right for a fight. I think so, yes. And he also did Rocket Man for anyone who's an Elton John fan here. I got a lot of Elton John supporters. He also played the piano really well. He did. God Love bless the man. Tell you what, no, I'm, I'm quite, I would quite like to go and see Elton John live. Hmm. Uh, no jokes. I'd, 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 I've never seen him live, and I think that it would be a cracking show. Old school entertainers like that who just did it for the love of the goddamn yeah. music. Like Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. Fuck me! It was like a stage musical. I never went to see him live, but I saw I did see like clips of his like live shows. I was like, that looks pretty pretty epic. Yeah, man. So I thought the same with Jamiroquai actually. Jamiroquai really impressed me. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got his lighting up hat. He's still got all the moves. Yeah. You forget that everything everything they did was a hit basically. I was yeah. like, oh, I know three or four of their songs. It'll be it'll be nice to go along. And everything they played was like, well, this was a hit. No oh, shit, this was a hit as well. Wow, these were all hits. Holy yeah. shit, they snuck all those under the radar, didn't they? That's they it. Snuck them all in. Between like 93 and 98, there was some killer music out there. Just the problem was everyone was trying to be the coolest because the 80s was, was they're over. And all of these gems just started popping up. I was a huge Oasis fan back in the 90s when I was a young little ch child. And Oasis were pretty good. I loved them. I saw them live. First concert I ever saw with my mom. I was 12. Got to see Oasis, uh, the Prodigy opened for them. And there was like a bootleg Beatles band that, that opened the show. Amazing. I love that new Lemmy poster you've got in the background. Oh, uh, yeah. My brother got me that for Christmas. That is legit. There you go, man. I'm a huge yeah, Motorhead fan. Huge. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I can when... tell. I can tell you bought the hat. You don't buy a hat if you're not a fan of something, which is why. I got myself a cowboy hat. Speaking I'm, of hats, man, yeah. this is new. I need you to explain this one. Oh, well, uh, I got this in, Ga in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, obviously, did my trip last month. And uh, yeah, it was epic. Everything, I haven't got, like, I mean, we could be here for hours if I'm going to talk about my trip. Holy shit. Some of the stuff that we did. Like, partying at the NASCAR was top tier. That was top tier partying. Because it was just like a flea bag motel. Literally, I'm not even kidding. Well, I'll say the guys who were like two doors down, Clint from New Jersey, I've got him with him because he's a Jets fan as well. Uh, he's like, What what the fuck you support the Jets for? You, you're from you haven't got to support the Jets. I'm from Jersey. I gotta support the Jets. You you don't have to support them. But anyway, 
he literally pulled back the like the bed sheets on his bed, and in the mattress there was a bullet hole and dried blood around it. Oh, that that's the kind of place we were in. Honestly, there were some sketchy motherfuckers there. But we were all round the fire, like drink crushing Bud Lights until four in the morning, drinking moonshine, like just having having a fucking laugh, like just everyone just happy and just chatting and just laughing, just making jokes and just didn't even notice what time it was. And it's like, holy fuck, it's like four in the morning. And it's like, yeah, it was good. Amazing. But this, this, I got this just after the NASCAR in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Because I've always wanted a cowboy hat. And you know what? I do wear it. I've been wearing it since since I got back to the UK. Because like, if I'm out walking, I like to go walking quite a lot. I like to go out into the country and just, you know, go on, go on walks. In the summer, it's like, I don't like with a baseball cap. I have a choice. I either burn my face or burn my neck. Not with this bad boy. Nine. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like full, full coverage, baby, and plus, it looks fucking sick. It does. It looks badass. It looks like very Indiana Jones. You got? Is it yes. leather? It is leather. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I can see the shine. It, is, it looks really it's good because cool. it's good. At, good in the, good in the rain as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, love it. This is me now. This is this is this is who I am now. That's you know? it. You're it's not like, a changed man. You just found who you really were. Exactly. At the end of the day, like you know, life is. Yeah, you, know, you never stop evolving. Oh, you know, I'm a shark. I've got to keep swimming or I'm going to die. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, like in Ireland, man, I used to never wear baseball hats, like, like caps like I'm wearing now and stuff because there's no sunshine. Hmm. But I can't like the weather is a little bit dicey here this week. Right. Because, you know, you got you got your like, very, very overcast and it's always like the threat of rain. Um, but when the clouds clear around the Alps, you just get this really big blue sky with snow-capped mountains. And I'm, I'm Irish skin. It's made of Rizla, you know, for cigarette papers. That's I am what, well aware of Rizlas. Yeah, that's what we're made out of. So we burn very, very easily. Um, Eleven degrees with full sunshine. I got twenty minutes, and I'm I'm like a tomato, you know. So I, all I do is wear hats now, and wear hats around the house. It, it's not I'm trying to look cool. It's just I'm used to it. Plus, I like a warm head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I am a hundred percent trying to look cool as well. So, it's there. You go. And um, I'll go one better for your birth. I signed up a Patreon account because of how cool you are, sir. I'm going to oh, join. Really? I'm going to join your Patreon family. Oh, fantastic! There you go. So, I mean, I've, I've I've only got one Patreon. Shout out! Shout out to my Patreon. Um, yeah, it's it's a slow process, but it's it's just another thing that I can put out there. It's uh yeah, just for anyone listening, my Patreon gets uh, early access to all my fight picks, uh, exclusive content as well. It's one pound a month. It helps support the uh, the podcast, and it's it's like buying me a can of full fat Coke every month. There you go. You do that. You do that for me. For, for this guy with this hat. Come on. Can I can I ask what the exclusive content is in full disclosure? Because I want to know what I'm getting into. Uh, are, well, are we the, talking? Are we talking OnlyFans type material, or is it all fight no, related? No, 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 no. It's it's uh, it. All it is is I feel I feel like it's only interesting to people who are really into how like the picks get made, how the sausage is made. Right. as it were because what i do is as i'm doing my research i basically just do like an audio only podcast just uh sitting there recording me just uh like going through i'm like yeah oh, yeah i didn't realize that, that fight was back then no he stopped this guy back in in you know in the second round holy shit and he's pretty good and, I'm, and just the thought processes that go behind 
my picks because obviously my um, my pick show is usually I call it um, uh, fights in fifteen, but reality like it's usually a little bit shorter. Today's was a little bit longer. Uh, don't don't hold me to the fifteen minutes thing, guys. I was just I was just trying to make a snappy title. I'm sorry. All right. It's, uh, anyway, all right. Back uh, back on track. Uh, yeah. So it's just an audio because it, it's usually like an hour or so, like an hour more of me just kind of rambling, just like, ah, but I quite like the odds on this guy. Because the first thing I do is I look at the odds and I see if there's anything that jumps out at me that I think is um, is skewed, it, that, where there's value. Because the bets are terrible, but the the value on them, it, it, the, kind of, the end result is irrelevant in, in a way because what I look for is value in the odds. I think, well, if I see something is 10 to 1, but I feel like, you know, I, I look at how likely it is to happen and I think actually it's probably, it should be closer to, you know, five to one, six to one. Then for me, that's a good bet because you're getting value in the odds. Does that make right. sense? I know. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's for me, it's a double edged sword because I listen to like, obviously the big guns in the game, Ariel Hawani, Brett Akimoto, Luke, um, not Luke Rockhold, Luke, 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 what's his name? Luke Thomas, Luke Thomas. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I, I listen to your podcast, too. And that's where I get my assessment for all of this. If I have you on this podcast, I don't get the benefit of Burke Green. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we'll go, we'll go through it together. Yeah, it's, uh, sure. it's, more, it's more fun. This because one that, one that uh, wasn't on your list, it definitely should be. It's, uh, it's one that I actually put a link in. I've, I figured it out this week. I'm still learning how to do YouTube, to be honest. But I did put a link into the video because one man that does brilliant uh, fight but because he goes through the whole card as well i haven't got time for uh, honestly like comedy's picking up again and you know I've, I'm, my dance card's pretty full i haven't got time i'd love to go through the entire card i really would but like i just i just can't i haven't got it it's, it takes so much research as well people don't because i know that i make a joke of it you know it, i like to try and keep it light and you know the picks aren't too serious but yeah, you know, I do. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of fights, and I also do a lot of research into the fighters as well to refresh my memory. I even have have a, like an Excel spreadsheet that I type notes out on fighters as I'm watching them because, like, you know, you can you can see little things that they do well, like that, like Amanda Lemos, for example. Uh, she, despite her loss to Andras, she's still one to keep an eye on because when I was watching back her fights, I was like, God damn it, she is vicious. She is like frightening that yeah. leg kick is horrible she, everything she throws it's like whoa i don't want to get hit by that that's that's awful and yeah, yeah andra because andra she was getting picked apart on the feet and fair play to her she found a way to get in close and just no just grab a hold of that neck and just fucking squeeze yeah i think she because i think she kind of i think her leg was done honestly yeah like, see, see how she reacted with the last leg kick like yeah she kind of pulled it back yeah 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 I think she was like, yeah, this leg's this leg's toast. Like, so as soon as she yeah. got hold of the neck, she was like, I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I've got, you know, this is this is it. It's this or bust because I can't walk. But, I, mean, I bet her leg was sore in the morning. But, and yeah. that's what happens when when people don't realize what goes into, like, yeah, it's 15 minutes of a podcast that you click play and it's 15 yeah. minutes and it's done. But the amount of work that goes behind that. It's like I, I'm really starting to see that like at the beginning, I think I mentioned this on a few of my own podcasts that you can't half ass this because it's blatantly no. obvious 
when you come on and you don't know what you're talking about unless you're really general and not specific yeah so sometimes if, the, if there's a fight i've just picked a bet on and i haven't had time to research it properly i will actually say look i don't really know much about either of these two fellas but i do know that this guy like does you know he is tending to knock out everybody in the first round um mm-hmm. but that's all i'll say like but i will i will always say if i haven't done if I don't, if I'm not familiar with the fighters, I'll always say that. But for the most part, I do, like I said, I do, like my database is starting to get pretty full now because now I can refer because I, I started doing it because I was tired of going back to the same like pages, topology, and things like that to kind of refresh my memory on the on the fighters. So now when I'm watching the fights, I have my uh, my fighter database in front of me and I can type in, you know, what things about their style that aren't necessarily on like the tapology pages, things like that, what things that they like to do, like techniques that they prefer, you know, things like, things like that. So my, my fight database is starting to get pretty full. I'm, t- I'm starting to like to, uh, it's, it, it's starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, cool, I can refer back to my own database rather than going online and see what go, notes man. I've made as I've gone along because I thought, yeah, it's worth, worth keeping a note of. Well, that's phenomenal. That, that's why I, I said, fuck it, I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to do a Patreon. I'm going to set up an account. Uh, I did it at like five. So I was kind of busy at the, as I was doing yeah. it. So I didn't actually subscribe yet. But as of the next 24 hours, I will be an official family of the Patreon for Mr. Burke Green. Oh, fucking I'm awesome. That is awesome. With that. Yeah. Um, no, and you. with that as well. So like, you're going to like, if that explodes, that would be, you know, regular. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be, it would be nice. Like I said, it's just, because I do this for the love of doing it. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I'd be lying if I say I didn't want to try and do something with it. Because obviously I do. That's what that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do better each time. And like honestly, I I, I not every episode is brilliant. Sometimes I I, I finish an episode. I'm just like, ah, oh. I mean that was. Yeah, I wouldn't a, watch that. Like you everybody, know, some so, flop and some yeah. don't. You know. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. I've, I've started to get more into a groove. And yeah, it's just, it's just trying to get those, get abuse those algorithms and yeah, my views are way down at the moment. I don't know what has been going on, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if I'm being strangled somehow or, or, or if I've done something, said something that's upset. Like, do you know what I mean? I just don't know, but it's just like my, my views have gone from like 5,000 a month to like 1.7. It's like, oh, what, wow. why has that happened? Uh, I don't fully understand. And yeah, I don't know looking into it i don't know i'll look at could be I'll, jealousy i'll look i'll look into it <laughs> <laughs> i was uh i was walking um down by the lake in lucerne last week beautiful summer day i mean it was just gorgeous i'm like we're not having lunch at home we're going into town oh yeah um, so i got two sandwiches and we sat by the lake and there was these i could hear them they were french punk rockers like teeny boppers they were like 20 22 maybe um, and they were bunched over um, close to where we were having lunch. And I was wearing my motorhead hoodie and I had my chains and I had my wristbands and I had the full shebang, you know. Um, and I was just passing them as we were about to get the, get the bus home. And one of the girls came over and she said something to me in French. And I said, sorry, I don't speak French. And she's like, um, uh, can I get a photo with, with you? And I'm because she was all dressed up in the punk stuff, you know. Cool. And I, I thought, this is what it's going to be like when the podcast explodes, man. I'm not going to be able to go for lunch anymore. 
you know, yeah. and I'm going to be swarmed with people looking to take pictures. So we took the picture. I did my little pose. And I, as I was turning to walk away, I just went, thanks for watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walked on. You got to practice, you know, you got to start yeah, practicing. I say, yeah, it's going to be terrible. You need to get out now. Just get out now. Just give up while the guy's good now. Exactly. So, but funnily enough, uh, it had a similar thing in Nashville. No way. Uh, Nashville uh, was pretty fucking fantastic because I had the hat by this point, by the way, uh, just to just to paint the picture. I said, uh, you know what? I will send you a picture to add to this podcast if you bring up a picture of my outfit for this particular night. Uh, you may have seen it on my Facebook, but it's the one where I'm fully cowboyed up. It was like, beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll send you that picture. And, I'll um, put it up. Yeah, so we went to a karaoke bar, and this karaoke bar was fantastic, but it's like a country and western-like karaoke bar. Most people are doing country songs. And the the way it was set up was like you walked, like the, there's an opening in the bar and steps that go up, and the bar kind of acts as your stage at that point. And there's some very young people, like a real young college crowd in there, some ooh, very attractive girls. But, I mean, I was just like, oh, God, I just don't know how old you are. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, they're supposed to be drinking age, but fucking hell, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, no. But anyway, I digress. I decided to go at work, because when I'm doing karaoke, I have my go-to songs. Uh, Ace of Spades, the first one. That's the first one that I do, because I do a fairly okay Lemmy impression. And being oh, yeah. English as well, that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Give me a Lemmy yes. voice. Motorhead is a kind of band. If we moved in next door to you, your lawn would die. Flawless. Ten out of yeah. ten. Ten out of ten. I'm gonna yeah. edit in some clapping here too. Yes. But yeah, anyway, when I'm doing full, uh, because I really give it some, because I know the song backwards. I don't yeah. need the. I don't need the words. Like you can, you can glance at it just to remind you, but like you, you, that's what the words should be there for. Right? And if you're doing karaoke, the words are like, you glance up just to, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You should know the song, know the goddamn song. Yeah. Anyway, went up there and because I know the song backwards, I can make a show of it. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a stand-up, I'm a showman. So, you know, I made a real fucking show of it. And yeah, people are coming up to me afterwards, buying me drinks, fucking like, because these college kids were just like, because obviously you get introduced to, you know, Bert is like, you know, coming up to do this. And it was like, oh my God, Bert, you are the king, man. God damn. That, that was amazing. That was uh, one guy was like, oh, actually, pay to watch you. Do, you. do you have a band? I was like, no, no, I just, because wow. no, uh, I, I, I did um, Metallica Enter Sandman next as well. And that was a, like, there was a few people in there, because obviously, again, it's a country bar. Like so, but there were some people in there that were like, as soon as they heard the, they all just, you see their ears prick up and they all looked up like, oh yes, yes, and yeah, I, I do not a bad rendition of that one as well, and um, and it was just everyone like at the bar was all fucking cheering and fucking you know and screaming as I'm making a fucking show of it, you know, just a beast under your bed. That's it, man. In your closet, in your head. Yeah, yeah is, um, that is the closest I'm ever going to bet get to being a rock star. That's the closest I will ever get. And I totally understand why people, why rock stars, like, love their lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally understand the appeal. I've got to be honest. It was good. Yeah, it was fun. As you say, it it, it was good until it wasn't, you know, and then 
then they start queuing up and then like you like you rightly said at the beginning you don't know how old someone is nowadays man you need two forms of id and confirmation Fucking consent and writing I, it was the thing is that the girls it's like yeah you know they're probably just heavily made up and that for me it was like the the guys they were with were a real tell i was like there's no way you guys are over 21 there is not a chance in hell is yeah. there well maybe Kate. i'm just old you know what i think it might just be that i am old now maybe that's that what I'm it old is. as fuck and maybe that's what me and my mates will look like when we were 21 you know, is, you, know. you know the dudes better than the girls the dudes is always a stripy shirt and then the greased hair and the like the mm-hmm. the, the the topped fringe it's like well that's what i did when i was 16 so y'all can fuck off yeah you know yeah no i don't i don't yeah like I, said, I don't know how strict they are on freaking ages but yeah it was, they were good though they, honestly that was such a fun time like because they were an actual fraternity from a college you know like the, you know you see these college like films like the frats whatever yeah. they were an actual like fraternity like out on like a night out you know what they were all fucking really nice they were they were all just like real like nice lads just out for out for a good night out and the, and the ladies you know they were all fucking they were all real nice and just you know just yeah. couldn't be more yeah just just everyone was there just having a good time just having a nice time everyone was singing their songs and yeah it was good it was killer it was a, it was a very good night speaking of nashville i'm going to see um you know robert plant from led zeppelin who do, doesn't yeah. who doesn't know robert plant from led zeppelin sorry um he teamed up with alison krauss from nashville tennessee you know, i don't know who that is alison krauss no she's like a bluegrass no. singer she was huge in the i want to say 90s early 2000s you know she's very cool. very very niche market but uh they yeah they teamed up for a couple of albums like they did an album back in the late 90s together um you know no, nothing rock like nothing led zeppelin but just i'm going to see robert plant at the montreux jazz festival with alison krauss um, that sounds pretty good i, I will 100 percent cry at that show and i will make a fool out of myself to be in the presence of robert plant for me is is huge because i'm the biggest led zeppelin fan so See, yeah, my, I did, I, my affiliation I did, I did with uh, to, with Nashville. Uh, I did get to go to the Ryman as well whilst I was in Nashville to see wow. uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. You ah, heard of Wheeler yeah. Walker Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realise how lucky I was to get tickets to that because that wasn't. That's not only he was his first show ever at the Ryman because, as he put it, it's just like he, he said, hey, "Yeah, everyone said that I couldn't sell." It. They said that you can't do the Ryman that you're not gonna sell that out. So, like, well, look at us now, you fucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Uh, I just love, I loved everything about it. It was just like, yeah, so this is the home of country music, huh? I haven't had a real country act here in 40 fucking years. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he really doesn't like all the, I quite like the the pop country stuff. Like Honestly, like Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan. I, I like those guys. I do. But I think they're, but you know, there, there's, there is space for everybody in that crowded marketplace. But, uh, but, but you, I, have I to, you have to understand as well that he's an independently produced artist. Yes. So he doesn't have the rules and regulations that go with it. So no. what you see is very raw and not commercial. Exactly. And that's what I liked about it. And also, I didn't realize that was the first gig he'd done in five mm-hmm. years. Yeah. He'd taken yeah. a break. He, he just, I, I didn't realize that. I, thought, I knew he'd never toured the UK. I just assumed he was touring in the US all the time. But no, no, apparently that was the first time he'd come out and done a show in five years i was like holy shit i was there there you go man it was fantastic it was so good god damn so we're here tonight to talk about ufc 274 
Before we do, I want a quick word from our sponsor. All right, guys, we are sponsored by lolatong.com. Do me a favor, please go to their website, browse their website, have a look at their items of fashion, uh, clothing, dad hat, accessories, oversized hoodies are my favorite right now, Bert, because the weather is a little topsy-turvy in Switzerland. So I, I like to be nice and warm with my oversized, phenomenally coated, beautiful, like super high intense fabric that I just love on my skin. Beautiful branding on the, on the guns as well. So when you're walking downtown, people see you're wearing all the tongue, you know what I mean? I mean, hoodies have to be big. I mean, is a tight hoodie is a thing? Do people wear tight hoodies? A tight hoodie is a good thing when you're boxing. You wear a hoodie when you're boxing? Oh yeah, for sweat, it's awesome. What? Yeah. And you can wear your Lola Tong hoodie when you're boxing. You can wear it when you're around the apartment cleaning. You can wear it when you get a spontaneous text message from a friend that just came back from Venezuela who just wants to get a coffee. You can wear it anywhere you want. You're going to look good. Go to lolatong.com. Check out their website. Check out their items of fashion. Go make a purchase. Go to the promo code section when you do add everything to your cart. And you will get a 10% discount when you add the promo code CMA. That sounds like a good deal. Would you agree? Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. You're, pre you're preaching to the converted, mate. There you go, man. Yeah. Go get yourself something from lolatong.com. Promo code CMA for a 10% discount. Go get some. All right, guys. Thank you for staying with us through all of that. I just wanted to have a a chat about life, Bart. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so why are we here? We're here to break down UFC 274 live and exclusive from, is it Phoenix, Arizona? Is that where it's at? I think it's Phoenix. Oh, well, fuck me. You've stumped me there, mate. I thought it was Vegas. But... Uh, I got my laptop. You, you might, yeah. It is. You it's the right. foot, footprints, footprint center in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Bert, this fight card is specifically for the old school, uh, non-casual fight fans. The main card is an absolute fucking barn burner for anyone who knows anything about UFC, MMA, or fighting in general. It is phenomenal. I'm so excited for this fight night. I will not be going to bed. If I do, I'm going to be setting my alarm for 4 a.m. in the morning to watch the main card live. I'm not missing this one. This is awesome. Yeah, no, same. Like I said, the, the only, like I said, I, I'm not going to break any of these down, but the only ones that I would say on the prelims, definitely watch Randy Brown against Chaos Williams. That'll be a good fight. Black or even of against Marcos Rocherio de Lima, also heavyweights, good fight. So shout out to those guys. The rest, Chasey, Macy Chase on, I've heard of. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about the other guys, but those guys I do know very well. And, yeah. uh, those are, those will be fun ones. But yeah, let's just, let's just crack on with the main card because I don't want to pretend I've done my research into a lot of the guys that I haven't. But I don't need to research. I don't need to research anyone on the main card. I know them all too well. That's it, man. This one, this one has the, been more... Um, I'm slurring my words. I've had one beer. Uh, this one has been the most fun one to research to come on here with you today and do this because i know all of them and i love all of them 
the, the thing that sucks for me is there's going to be a loser in each fight. And I'm like, fuck, you know, uh, let's kick it off. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozan, man. What an absolute barn burner of a fight. This one is going to be, um, this one's going to be sick. It's not striker versus grappler. It's MMA artist versus MMA artist. I'm so excited to see this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Because oh, I don't know how old he's. He doesn't have their ages on the UFC site, and I can't bother to no. go and check out uh, the other pages. Um, I think Donald's 38, 39. And something Joe, like that. I don't know. I guess Joe, Joe. I mean, he looks like a 22-year-old, but he's probably... He does, doesn't he? He looks fairly young. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what can we say about both of them? They always bring it. Uh, Donald, who doesn't love Donald Cerrone? Um Joe Lozan always like most fight night bonuses up until two years ago or something like that. He's... Yeah, I saw him saw him fight UFC 200. I think. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, he right. fought. I'm pretty sure he fought Diego Sanchez. If I'm not mistaken, wow. my memory might be failing me there. So, yeah. so please let me know in the comments if I'm completely <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> I'll be commenting on that one. Um, but yeah, what are we going to do? Are we going to make our picks? Are we just going to say just watch it and shut up? Well, for this one, uh, honestly, it's a difficult one to pick because for me, uh, Donald Cerrone, the main thing about Donald Cerrone is that he's a confidence fighter, he, if, if ever there was one. Same with Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is a confidence fighter. If he feels like he can win, he'll go out there and he will fucking perform. Same with Donald Cerrone. If he feels like he can win, he will go out there and he will look good, provided he gets out of the first two minutes of the first round. He's a very slow starter. And the problem is people have started to learn that. Conor McGregor certainly game planned that. That was literally all Conor did. He was like, well, I can put him away in, in 20 seconds because he's going to start slow. And Cerrone had far too much respect for McGregor. Far too much. He just he looked like a deer in headlights, yeah. honestly. And that's because he didn't believe he could win. I don't know. I don't know why, because I, I feel like Cerrone is perfectly capable. Like even against you know someone someone as good as Conor McGregor, I, I felt like their styles matched up pretty well, and I felt like, but it, but he was too happy just to be there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Too happy. Look, look at the Matt Brown. There. Look at the Matt Brown fight. You know, it took him a full round to get going, and then he came out second round. You got those high kicks, those le huge left hooks that he's got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Conor just smothered him within what was it 40 seconds 45 seconds something like that the one thing i would say about joe lozon is that he does typically fight at lightweight more often than cerrone does cerrone is a lightweight that fights at welterweight a lot of the time but yeah. cerrone is the bigger guy he's like he's six one he's got he's got a very slight reach advantage but he is going to be the slightly larger guy i don't know if cerrone would go down to um lightweight again just purely because Mm -hmm. He's getting older now, and you know, the older you get, the harder that cut is. Yeah, Lozon. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna pick it. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Unfortunately, it sucks to pick a, a winner in this fight. Um, I'm gonna pick Joe Lozon either by TKO. I'm gonna pick TKO, but he could very well get a submission. Okay, because I think just because, just because I think this one is a coin oops, toss. You cut me off, but go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops, Oops, you cut me off. Oops to you. Sorry. Go um, ahead. Yeah. 
I'm going to go against you just because it's a coin toss, this one. I mean, in all honesty, it is. Like, like who's going to win? This? Like, it's very close on the odds makers as well. I'm pretty sure that the odds are very... Let me just check. Let's have a look, look, little live check of the odds on that one. Let's see if I'm completely making up that the odds are close, because they might not be. It's, the odds it's are pretty close. On, I'll tell on you what, the UFC. that's surprising, com. though. On UFC.com, it's it's the American way, and I don't know how that works. It's plus 150 to Lausanne mm-hmm. and minus 170 to Donald. So I don't know what that means because... Well, that means that Donald Cerrone is the favorite. So Which you've I got find to put on... Actually. If you put on 100 bucks, you win 170, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll stick with my English. Uh... Yeah, what is that in English? I know, because we're the same. Because basically, I've got I have them in decimals because that's how everyone works these days. But like, but Cerrone is one point five seven. That's he's actually a relatively that's in terms of just to win or lose. That's a pretty those that, that, those are pretty short odds. Yeah, if I'm honest. That so you put one pound on, you get fifty seven pence back. Yeah, so yeah. strong favorite. Yeah, so Lozon's two point three eight. That so that's just better than even money. So yeah. you're getting one pound thirty eight for every one pound you put on. I find that surprising, honestly. Yeah, because I didn't pick- think I didn't think there'd be that much in it. I'd be picking Lausanne uh, based solely on the fact that we we see both guys in wars, but we mm. see who crumbles first. You know, yeah. And uh, back in the day, one of my favorite fights to watch was uh, Donald Cerrone versus uh, Melvin Gillard, where Donald got murked in the first two minutes and came yeah. back. You know, we don't really see that much from Donald much anymore, um, and we haven't seen Joe slow down as much as Donald. So I'm picking Joe on that one, and I'm going to say TKO. I think down. honestly that might be a good. Uh, I, I haven't seen the odds. I thought the odds were much closer than that. I think uh, if I was going to put money down, it would probably be on Lozon just because the uh, the there's value. There's definitely value in that bet. Yeah, I think TKI would be more likely because he does like submissions. But actually, it's the elbows of Lozon that are really yeah. really nice. Um, who was it that he got with elbows? I'm sure that was the remember. Diego one, right? No, no, you're thinking of Matt Brown. Yeah, over overhand right mm-hmm. elbow. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I've got a feeling it was Mike Perry, but I've got but now I've got a feeling it was Mike Perry that elbowed him. Right. <laughs> like my whole life was going up. But anyway, what I'll do is I'll go for Donald Cerrone, but I'll go for the submission. Submission because okay, you know, Cerrone is quite good. If he if he takes it back, he's generally pretty good at getting that choking. Right. Yeah. But either uh, way, looking forward to it. Absolutely, goddamn, lutely. Next fight: Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Ovin Saint Prus. Is that pronounced correctly? Is it Prus? Ovin Saint Ovin Saint Pru. I think. Pru. Yeah, because yeah. the French they don't pronounce the last part of the OSP. OSP. I like to yes. call him. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Mauricio Shogun Hua. UFC ninety three, the pivotal weekend in my MMA repertoire. Um, I'm at the Fighter Hotel. I'm just hanging out. I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back up to my room? Am I going to met no fighters at this point? Um, Elevator door opens and out pops Mauricio Shogun Hua and his manager doesn't speak a lick of English. Could I get a picture? And he's like, yes. I'm like, all right, cool. Took a picture. Really, really cool. 
uh, translated via his manager, spoke to him for like, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute. But what when I look back, I, I actually talked about this with Stitch. Let me pick up the name that I just dropped. Uh, he's, I talk, he's name dropping again. <laughs> I talked about this with Stitch. Um, I have to, when I look back, uh, I was at the fighter hotel to, uh, an hour before weigh-ins and they were all really, really cool to me. I've caught weight before. I'm a prick when I'm cutting weight. They were all so nice to me, dude. It's like, I can't bet against Shogun. I don't care who's the favorite in this fight. I don't care how big or nasty over the same proof is. I'm sticking with Shogun. I hope he gets the win and I hope he fucking retires. Jesus. Well, there's a couple of problems with that bet. <laughs> there really is, unfortunately. Because you say that you have a soft spot for Shogun Hua. Well, Shogun Hua has a couple of soft spots himself these days. His chin. Yeah, it is. Um, let's not forget this is a rematch from 2014. Yeah. Um, that one didn't last too long. Do you recall who won? Oh, yeah, yeah, Orvin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, what does our good old friend Chael P. Sonnen say? The P stands for icon. Um, what, does he, what does he say in this situation? But bearing in mind that mine and Chael's picks are about on par because we're both really fucking terrible. Terrible, yeah. <laughs> The curse of Chael so is a real thing. The curse of Bert is a real thing as well. Good Lord. But I don't know, man. We, we'll see. I mean, it, we don't know who shows up on the night. Ovince could be a killer and knock him out in 30 seconds. Um, Shogun may have some wrestling and submission tactics that he may wish to nullify some striking. So Um, anyway, sorry, the the, the reason I was bringing up uh, old Chael P. Oops, did I cut you off? Oops, oops. Um, The reason (laughs) that I mentioned Chael P. is because he has uh, a theory on these exact type of fights. And that is... And it usually is a valid one as well. It usually comes to fruition. That in a fight where two fighters have fought and the younger fighter has won, if they rematch, the younger fighter will win, except faster. Do you know who the younger fighter in this fight is? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean... However, sorry. Do you know know how much younger Ivans is than, than, than Hua? I think so I Hua, guess. Hua is 43, right? I think he's 42, 43. Is he older than that? Is he 36? There's no way he's 36. No, he is 40 and Ovens is 39. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's actually, wow. wait, I, I looked at that earlier. I was like, no. Is, is, is Shogun got one of them dodgy Brazilian passports? <laughs> those, those birth certificates, wow. like. Wow. He's only 40, but Ovens is 40, is 39. Like, there's uh, really not much in it. I thought I, there was way more in it than that. I Didn't thought you? Shogun was way older than that. Yeah. I say 40. It's just because he's been going. He's been, like, I mean, that's a hard 40. That is a hard 40. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He, he, he looks like he could be like a hitman for Pablo Escobar at this point. Yeah, there's more melanin in the skin of, of the French guy. And he, he's got a more uh, youthful... He's not French. You know that, right? I don't know that. But he's got a very French name, so I'm sticking with that. Yeah, he's from, like, uh, Louisiana, I think. 
which is the obviously you know because because uh, uh, they're all French speaking. Over Saint Pru. Yeah. I don't know exactly. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sure. Actually, yeah. where is he from? Let me have a look. Oh, I'm going to. That's going to bug me. That's going to. You know bug what? No me. one ever says. Bing that. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. I do apologize. He's not from Louisiana at all. He is fighting out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, but he was yeah. born in Florida, though. So that's that kind of yeah, the panhandle. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. that's not out too far out from the realms of Louisiana, is it? Probably not. Not, not really. You're you're close. They both have gators. They both have gators. So yeah. So who do you think in this one? I mean, let's look at the the striking ability of Shogun. Shoot the box. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Shoot the box, man. You can't miss with the shoot the box, man. We'll, we go harder every day, man. Sorry, that's my Wanderlei Silva. That's very good, man. Uh, it wasn't but, uh, terrible, was it? It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't see the whole stand-up set just as Wanderlei Silva. That would be... Like, no, nobody understood it because nobody knew who Wanderlei Silva was, but I had a great time. Yeah. Did you walk off to like, the Benny Hill? You disrespect the Brazil, man. You disrespect the shoot the box. You yeah, cannot yeah. do that, man. So, so I'm sorry, sorry Wanderlei. Please don't hurt me. Yeah, he's a huge, <laughs> huge viewer of this show. So you're in big trouble. As he should be. As he yeah. should be. The man's got sense. Anyway, right. Back to... Um, Who are you going to pick? I am picking over St. Prue. Huh? I'm picking over St. Prue by submission. Open St. Prue by submission. Yeah. Makes sense. Because I just think that... He's leaned more in towards his submissions as of late. Uh, if you go and uh, watch my show, you'll you'll see that I have a stat for that. He has won four out of his last six wins by submission. There you go. They wanted to rename the Von Flute choke, uh, the the OSP choke, because he's gotten it so many times. I th- yeah. Honestly, if I was going to put money on a on a hold, it will be the Von Flute. Yeah, and, because I I, yeah. I think getting Mauricio down is going to be the difference in this fight. I think Mauricio can catch him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, honestly, get Mauricio down in this fight is going to be easy. <laughs> Probably Sorry. not easy. I don't no, think easy. No, no, not, not easy. Not easy. Not easy. But, but I don't think there's going to, I mean, it's not like he, it's not like Mauricio is like a stud wrestler. It's not like trying to get Justin Gaethje down. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or Chuck Liddell, like those kind of defensive wrestlers. Because the problem with um, with Mauricio Shogun Hua is a, he's a BJJ guy. And one of the things that that bugs me about some of the BJJ guys, as great as they are, considering like the whole art evolve, involves you getting your opponent down to the floor, why are their takedowns so shitty for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like That's not me making that up. Like, look at Damian Meyer. His takedowns are fucking woeful. Like, well, I mean, there you want to go down that route. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, well, you can go down that route of debate, but in jujitsu, you're not really truly worried about those up kicks or knees or, you know. Very true. I remember one specific instance. It was the first time I really truly ever got hit hard. Um, for some strange reason, myself and my brother decided to go to uh, the local park you know, big open green where, you know, families are and kids are playing around. And we decided to put on our MMA gloves because he's a Thai boxer. And I wanted to prove to him that my jujitsu was superior. And it was the first time I'd ever seen a knee go through my nose ever 
and just profusely bleeding and i'm like yeah this this is fantastic yeah. this is i mean this is new the thing is, to be fair what i said then wasn't wasn't completely fair that their takedowns can be okay from it, it, as long as they have a good clinch and they can get a body lock and, and go with the trips and things like that however if shogun i just don't think the, i don't think the defense is going to be there for shogun I don't mm. think he's going to be able to stop OSP from taking him down. Right. And yeah, I think that OSP is probably, once he gets him to the ground, I mean, obviously Shogun is a very, he's going to be di like difficult to submit because he is a BJJ black belt himself. So he's going to know the defenses. But after a few punches to the noggin, uh, you know, a lot of those defenses, they go out the window. And yeah. And Ivan St. Peru is just very, very good once he gets it to the ground. And yeah, it yeah. depends which Ovens, because you touched on this earlier, actually, because I think Ovens St. Prue's, uh, I think that his nickname should be um, like hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it depends just, on who shows just up. Don't but know. Yeah. You just truly don't know, but um, I, I cannot bet against Mauricio. I say Mauricio is going to... I mean, you could bet against him. You're saying you can't. You could. You could. It's, if, you wanted, if you wanted to win money, you could easily put money against Shogun. <laughs> it's against my personal rules, you see. It would be against my That's personal fair. rules. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to say that Mauricio is going to catch him on the outside, and then he's going to drop him and run in and get a TKO. What are you but, thinking? Step, step, in, step in left hook? I, I don't even think the left hook, I think, because he's self positioning. He? He's a left hander. Mm. So I think it's going to be a jab and a but left the, cross. Right, that, excuse my ignorance here, but because uh, I am an idiot. But southpaw, does that, make, does that mean that you lead with your left? No, southpaw is your left handed. So you lead with so, the right jab. The right jab. So right yeah, I'm, I, I'm never quite sure if, if, like, if your dominant hand would be your jab hand, because that's the jab, because in theory that's what you're using more. Because doesn't the doesn't don't the power shots require slightly less finesse and more power? You got to take one of my boxing classes, bro. I think I should. I'd love to come over and have a box. Honestly, I've never done boxing. I'd like to. I'd like to give it a go. I do, I, I mess around on the bag at the gym, but I only. I, all I know is from watching TV. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to box. I don't know. I, I look like a fucking dickhead. I'll show but you. No, no it's, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I like it. It's it's, it's a great it's a great cardio workout. I just do like three. Uh, I just do three three minute rounds, and that and honestly, and then I do my box jumps, mm -hmm. and that's yeah, it's it's pretty fucking killer. There you go, man. So. But I I think I think he's definitely going to. Uh, well, I don't think he's definitely going to do anything. I'm hoping that Mauricio just catches him on the outside, and gets him down, knocks him down. And goes in and just gets a TKO. And hey, yeah, Mauricio, sir, fucking please retire. You do no, not no, need no. title run. Absolutely, goddamn, Luke, <laughs> not though. Title run. Oh, no. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not going to debate. <laughs> I'm not going to debate brain trauma with you. Hey, Shogun, you're not a title run. <laughs> so hey, he's out here. He's out of the back. So no, I'm with it. Honestly. I'm, I am also, I'm, I like you, I'm a huge fan of Mauricio Shogun, who are pride, legend, just, you know, those, uh, every, every time I watch, like, his old pride videos, there's one thing, there's one phrase that comes up constantly, just, that just comes out of my mouth, like, without me thinking, and that is, is there any need for that? 
The soccer kicks. <laughs> the soccer kicks. It's, the, it's like, oh, come on, man. That's it. It's like, oh, come on, but that's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, man. old school. But uh, he's been there since the beginning, and you know, I just hope he just ends yeah. now because he's a any grizzled more, veteran. Please stop, you know. Uh, moving well, on. At least let to... him fight Jan Valante every week. So, no, nope, definitely not. Okay, uh, uh, oops! oops. <laughs> oops. God damn it! Now you're worse than what's it, Cristalia? Christ- Cristalia, yeah. Oh, um, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, dude. I am. This is such a, a controversial one for me mentally, right? And I'll tell you why. Michael Chandler comes in and storms the division with his. Uh, stand for a second. I'm popping my ankle back. I'm sorry. Pop it away, man. Ah, oh, god damn it! There we go. Do, 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 there we go. Do, do, do. Back it. Back in place. There you go. Uh, Michael I should probably Chan- consult a doctor. <laughs> Might be advised. Yeah. So Michael Chandler comes in, wins a fight, gets a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a phenomenal fighter. Fought Justin Gaethje in a war. Um, so we've got Tony Ferguson, UFC veteran, um, absolute killer. Very, very controversial comments this week. Uh, has been on a downward spiral, has had outside of the cage issues, um, brain trauma being a huge topic for discussion nowadays. Mm. Uh, Phenomenal wanna... cheekbones, though. Absolutely, man. God Ch- damn. Chiseled, chiseled. Um, but in an interview this week, he showed that he is not focused and that he is bitter and that he's angry and that he's not in control of himself. And I think that plays a huge factor when you're fighting a guy as locked and loaded as Michael Chandler. Um, So I think this one is going to be a war, but I think Michael Chandler is going to get his hand raised. And I think it it could go all three rounds and just be uh, a bloodied and bashed Tony Ferguson at the end of it all. Your take? It's funny to say about the uh, the interviews because I actually thought exactly the same thing, exactly the same thing. He he seems like he's too distracted by hating everybody and blaming everybody else but himself for his for his work. Because what got me was when they said, "Oh, you know, you're gonna you know, take out the uh, the Dana White privilege," and he's like, "Why are you laughing? That's not funny." Yeah. It's like, "Oh no, dude, it's, it's a little funny." He's like, no, the whole Dana White privilege thing, I thought it was a fucking joke. What, him him getting a title shot? It's like, well, what did you want him to do, Tony? What did you want him to do? After your two straight losses, you want him to, you're going to take a year and a half out. You want him to, what, just keep the whole division on hold, like, for you to come back. Like, what, what do you want him to do? Like, Michael Chandler, champion in Bellator, comes across, knocks out Dan Hooker, who at the time was top five, right? Knocks out Dan Hooker, cold, Obviously, he gets a title shot. That's the obvious move. Like, why was why everyone was so surprised by that? And not everyone, but like you know, all the kind of haters. Why they're all so surprised by that? And why they're all kind of screaming, "Ah, oh, it's this Dana White privilege." It's like, look, they've invested heavily into a a fighter from another organization, uh, and also, I'd like to add, they they pay him better than they did Bellator. Sorry, <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> A CMA but, uh, podcast reference on CMA podcast. Yeah. That's beautiful, they, man. They do pay him better than they didn't. Like, people don't talk about that, though, do they? 
They don't talk about that. They're all too busy talking about how the UFC don't pay their fighters and that Bellator pay a higher percentage. What, what do you think they care about that percentage when there's more zeros on the contract? They don't. Anyway, I'll, I'm not going to go too far off topic. I would say that, yeah, it was the obvious choice to give Michael Chandler that title shot. Like, yeah, okay, he came up short. Like, who hasn't come up short against Charles Oliveira lately? Charles Oliveira is a fucking killer, right? One thing I would go into that, because let's take um, Tony's mental state out of this a second. Let's just focus on their skill set, because, you know, it, it, let's, be, let's be fair. Whilst, yeah, you're right, he seemed scattered. He seemed like he was focused on the wrong things. Um, isn't that always just Tony, though? It's like yep. it, it kind of it, he's kind of like that all the time. So I'm uh, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe just because we haven't seen him for a year and a half, we've forgotten <clears throat> that he is absolutely batshit crazy and always has been, and that's and that's not necessarily going to be a hindrance to him in this fight. So uh, you're right. He was he was he was picking on um, uh, Fabrizio for doom yeah, that time. Yeah, ankle picking him. I mean, what like, I'll that? ankle pick you, bro. I'll ankle pick you. It's like, yeah, like you're, you're fighting yeah. someone this weekend. Please stop. He's a heavyweight, dude. Picking at the heavyweights. He's, like, he's one of the best heavyweights in the world. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, stylistically, what, what do you say with these two guys? We, we know that Chandler has good wrestling. We know that both have good striking. We know that Tony has got great jiu-jitsu under Edgy Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Yes. Um, so I get just get the Minari role, man. Shut <laughs> up, Eddie. Eddie. You know the earth. The earth is flat, bro. Uh, hey, hey look I, into it, bro. I'm just saying, <laughs> look into it. I just think Chandler has the. Um, I think Tony's on his way out. I think Chandler's on his way up. I just mm. think that's just a natural way to go here. That's. Honestly, I, I understand and I appreciate what you're saying. And to, to a certain extent, I agree. However, uh, what I would say is that I think that Tony probably had, like, because Tony's taken a year and a half off, and that was good. That's fantastic. Get your head back under you. Because people forget that actually, yeah, okay, he lost very one-sided fights in his last two fights. But you've got to remember who those are against. I believe they're in a title fight, you know, tonight. Yeah. No, they're two. They're the two top tier lightweights in the goddamn world. So all yeah. of a sudden, are those losses even that bad? And then you've got to look at what you can take away from those losses. Like, you know, Gaethje did a lot of damage to Tony, but did he knock him down? No, he true. didn't knock him down once. Yeah. Did Did Tony knock Gaethje down? He did. End of round he two. Did. Yes, he did. End of round two. It was either no, he, I think uh, he wobbled him a few times, too. Yeah, he, yeah. he Tony until that he it when it got to the end of that fight, it looked like it was a brutal massacre, and it was like oh fuck, throwing the towel. But you got to remember that, like you know, after round two, yes, okay, Gaethje was clearly ahead on the scorecards, but Tony wasn't out of that fight, and he was throwing back, and he and that uppercut that he landed to drop Gaethje, you get there's an argument to be had. That had there been more time left on the clock, that that would have been trouble for Gaethje, right? In the Charles Oliveira fight, yes, completely one-sided, but Charles Oliveira has the most submissions in UFC history. He's possibly one of the greatest submission artists to grace the UFC. Is that a fair statement? Very. He's fucking sublime. He spent three rounds 
basically in submission positions on Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson did not tap out. Yeah, he almost had his his ankle or knee. Yeah, his arm, arm broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Charles Oliveira, as great as he is at submissions, as high high level as Charles Oliveira is, could not get the submission on Tony Ferguson, despite having three rounds of basically top control. There's something yeah, to that. True. How do you, I, I don't how do think you... there's going to be any submission attempts from Chandler though. He's a, a wrestler. Oh no, no. An absolute wrestler, so he'll stay on him for three. It's a three-round fight as well, so he'll stay it on is him a for three, three round rounds. Fight. He might just try and outstrike him. I think he'll try and stay away from any ground game from Tony. I don't think that Chandler is necessarily going to try and outstrike Tony, like to outpoint him to a decision. Um, I don't. I think that Chandler, his his way to win it, because because Tony Ferguson, he's got some pretty good volume. And his strikes come from really, really strange angles. He does have a reach advantage. He does have a height advantage. He's going to be the longer fighter. And I feel like Chandler, the, the way he, like his, his striking is very impressive, actually. And one of the reasons his striking is very impressive is that you don't know if he's shooting for a takedown or if he is throwing that right hand because he drops to the same level regardless, right? He drops to, he kind of drops down slightly and it's like he can either drop down and take your legs or he can throw that right hand. And the, and, uh, and the problem is a lot of fighters, they don't know if he's doing, if which one he's doing either. So you guess for takedown, put your hands down to, to stop the takedown, you end up eating an overhand right, which will... Because I think that's pretty much what happened to Pitbull when they fought in in uh, Bellator. Yeah. So for me, I don't think Tony Ferguson is going to be as afraid of the takedowns because actually he's that's kind of where he wants it. I don't think because because Tony Ferguson, you got to remember, he is a wizard off his back. He is so fucking good, and his dash chokes are on another level. I think that I think that Tony Ferguson has had has had a year and a half off, and I'm not saying that Chandler's not everything that we think he is. He's Iron Michael Chandler, right? He's fucking good. He's got a vicious right hand. He's got excellent wrestling. He could just ground and pound El Kakui into oblivion. However, looking at the odds, which I'll which I'll look at right now, right? Yeah. Considering yeah. how considering how good. Because um, so I want to get your thoughts on this as well, because this is this is going to be interesting. I want to know your thoughts, because considering how good Tony Ferguson is at submissions, his dash chokes, he's got more ways of getting you into a dash choke than I can even think of. He's got more ways of getting you into a dash choke than I've got MMA t-shirts, and I've got a fucking drawer full of them. Yeah. Right? He can get those chokes in. He is 14 to 1 to get submission. I just think the wrestling from, from Chandler would justify that. I don't think it does. I think that honestly, no. if I, I think that it I don't know if, if wrestling Tony Ferguson is the path of least resistance for Chandler. Honestly, I, I feel like actually stylistically, this fight it poses a lot of problems for Chandler because he feels like he's got to get Tony out of there, I think, because he because look, Chandler's on a two fight skid himself, and that brings with it some pressure. Yeah. And he's fighting a guy who most people, including the bookies, have written off, have written off as being done over the hill, finished. Right? Yeah. 
So there's an added pressure to that because if you get finished by that guy, then what happens? What happens to Michael Chandler then? True. And that might encourage him to take some risks that he perhaps shouldn't take. And I don't know if sitting in Tony Ferguson's guard is the best thing to do because it's not the same kind of style wrestling as, say, your Khabib's or your Makachev's. It's not the, the chain wrestling. Michael Chandler is a very bread and butter, meat and potatoes style wrestler who will, he will get the, the single leg, the high crutch, or he'll power you with a double. Those are, those are the ones that he generally goes for. And I feel like a lot of those, those takedowns will, will just mean that you are sitting in Tony's guard. And I don't think that sitting in Tony's guard is necessarily the best thing because Tony can slap on those submissions. Uh, people that people have kind of forgotten, I think, and yeah. including the bookmakers. Not and that is why I'm taking, yeah, the elbows as well. The el- yeah. He's so active off his back. Yeah. Like, I don't, and, and that, and that for me, I feel like that almost not nullifies, but at least takes away from that big right hand because Tony's not going to be defending like he's not going to be putting his hands down to defend a takedown. He's like, take me down, bitch. You're in my world. Then take yeah. me down. Go ahead. Right. Please take me down. I, I'm, I hope you do. So he is going to be able to keep his hands up to block that right hand. Mm-hmm. And that said, Tony does get hit a lot. <laughs> yeah. Too much. In fact. Um, but do he you does think, get hit too much. Do, do you think that Tony will get this one? I would say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, it's a, it's a, it's a hill that I'm, I don't think that Tony is quite done yet. I've, uh, I'm willing to speculate on the year and a half out doing him the world of good. And also the fact that stylistically, I feel like this is a matchup that's not going to present, that I feel like Tony has perhaps more ways to win this than Chandler does. I really do. I feel like he has more avenues of winning in terms of holds and techniques. Uh, I feel like Chandler probably presents a bigger danger with the one punch knockout power. Like, although, you know, Ferguson has power himself, but for me, I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson, not just because I, I have put money. I put my money where my mouth is. I'm taking Tony Ferguson by submission because I think that that 14 to one for a guy that's as good at submissions as Tony Ferguson, I think is fucking outrageous. I don't know. Like I said, it, for, for this point, it's not, it's almost irrelevant if he gets the submission or not. But I don't think it's 14 to 1 unlikely. Okay. If I'm honest, well, I'm I taking, feel like that's taking Mike Chandler. To eight to one. I got Mike Chandler for the win. And uh, I'm going to bet 10 bucks with you right now. Oh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not betting with you. 10 bucks. I'm going to bet well, you're 10 gonna, bucks. You're going to give me 4 to 1. I'm not going to give you four to one. <laughs> yeah, why? Why would I bet with you then? What are you talking about? I'm not doing that. Next, well, the next time you hit Switzerland, we're going to bet a beer on this one. Okay, yeah, no, I'll tell you what, I'll bet a beer for the next time I'm in Switzerland. Done on this one, but yeah. like, but I don't bet because a beer is ten bucks here. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Because that's the thing. I, like, it's funny you, you mentioned that, actually because like, because uh, people always say to me like, you no, know, like our friends are like, oh yeah, like tenner on George uh, George tenner on this fight, like win or lose. It's like not really. I want four to one. It's like why? It's like because the guy I'm betting is on four to one. So yeah, I'll, I'll bet on I'll bet on Skybet and I'll take four to one. I don't. I, 
I don't want even money on Tony Ferguson. You're out of your fucking mind. You're you're an established. <laughs> I'm not saying you're an established gambler, but you're uh, someone in the know. I mean, for me, it's a two horse race. Like for for a casual, it's a oh, two no, horse it's not, race. It's, it's not a two horse race, no. For sure. No. And and before you cut me off, I was about to say that it's oops, not... <laughs> sorry, oops, oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's odds attached to it, and I I understand that now. I always thought it was a two horse race before I was fully educated on on fighting and the likelihood. Like if you were to put uh, Ronda Rousey versus uh chris cyborg now it's not just one-on-one it's like a wwe disaster yeah. versus an established current fighter uh, so it's not like a two-horse race so I, I get that now um but yeah just to double back on my bet uh, a beer says that michael chandler is going to knock tony okay. ferguson unconscious okay so do i get a beer on any other result than uh, chandler knockout no, I'll give you the four to one. So if if I win, I get one beer. And if you win, you get four. If Tony Ferguson wins. If Tony Ferguson wins, you get four right. beers. But if Chandler wins by submission or or, uh, or decision, it's nullified. Done. Absolutely. I'm going okay. strictly for the yeah, knockout. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. done. So yeah, you, done. Get your, you get your four to one. Done. You get your submission. You get... Yeah. yeah. I'm this in. I'm in. This is how I get sucked into this. Yeah. Uh, Rose Namanunez versus Carla Esparza. Is that pronounced correctly? Esparza. Uh, Carla Esparza. Yeah, Esparza. yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, obviously, once again, these two girls bring it. Soft spot in my heart for Rose Namanunez. The most romantic UFC MMA couple on the planet is Rose Namanunez and Mr. Pad Barry, former UFC heavyweight. Uh, Are they? Their walk-ins, their... Romantic, you say? romantic dude there was yeah. tears rolling down my face and i'm not kidding i was crying you know how old she was when pat barry started grooming her oops oops sorry pat sorry so when they're walking in together and they're she's preparing like the she's getting the cutman vaseline and stuff and pat barry's giving her that pep talk and in the ring the last time against uh whaley zhang where he's talking about, you know, who's the best. I've been saying this for fucking years. I'm the best. And she's screaming, I'm the best versus, um, uh, uh, Johanna, Jim, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, like the fact that she was being verbally assaulted by her in the first fight and is saying the Lord's prayer or father during all of that. And the fact that she, you know, it's, it's a whole bully versus innocent little bystander just someone who's looking to go through fight week and go through the pressure of it all and then to completely humiliate uh johanna with that that title victory losing her belt getting it back um rose namanunez all the way bro yeah i mean she's the favorite and rightfully so uh she's got the reach she's got the height if she can stay on the outside in boxing range, then Carla Espaz is going to have a horrible night. Yeah. And yeah, Nami Yunus, she's got so many weapons when it's standing. What I would say, though, is Carla Espaza, I mean, I don't know, man. She's, she's, she, she knows how to win fights 
that's what I would say about Carla Esparza. A lot of the time, it doesn't look spectacular. It doesn't look pretty, but she knows how to win. She's a winner. Right? She's a former champion herself. I believe she was the first. Yeah, she was handed that belt, though. No, but didn't she win like the Ultimate yeah. Fighter? Yeah, 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 she did. And it, it was... These, these women have evolved. These mm. women were not killers back then. Um, there was, you know, three round, five round decisions. Um, I don't know what happened. Maybe estrogen steroids had, or estrogen testosterone steroids had something to do with it. I don't know. I'm not making any, any accusations, but I do know that these women were not killers at the beginning and they learned correctly how to fight an MMA fight and, and finish an MMA fight. Um, I, you look at, I don't know, does, does Carla have any submissions or TKOs or knockouts? I don't think she um, does. Yeah, she does. I mean, it's mostly, it's mostly, uh, decisions, but she put, she, she won by TKO in her last fight. Yeah. Yeah. She, cause she, she's a wrestler. She wrestle fucks people and yeah. she beats them in the head. But <laughs> Did you just say, <laughs> Did you say wrestle fucks? I've never heard that. You've never heard the term wrestle fucks. I've people. never heard that before in my it's life. It's fucking Bilal Muhammad style, isn't it? Wow. I gotta write like, that down. Yeah, Bilal Muhammad. Have you not seen the meme where like it's got Bilal Muhammad and he's just like in his, in his sunglasses and it's just like it's just like, oh, that's a real nice crowd favorite you've got there. Be a shame if someone was to wrestle fuck them to a decision. <laughs> I never heard that before. That works for GSP, I guess. Yeah, wrestle fucking. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Uh, I don't think she's got a... a ch well, I say this with oh, fucking ridiculous confidence, but on Sunday morning, I could be very, very mistaken. I don't think Carla has the, the, the rep, the, the utility belt, the Batman fucking utility belt, the, the Swiss Army knife tools to defeat Rose Namajunas. Rose got um, absolutely murked versus Jessica Andrade. She was overwhelmed in that fight with wrestling. Yes. Um, no, the Andrade fight. No, no, no. You, I mean, I mean, uh, you're, in, no, well, you're, you're, enti is, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, first, that, I think that honestly, like people are honest, hit me up in the comments, call me a fucking nutcase, but in, I'll call it to you on this fucking show. You're a fucking yeah, yeah, nutcase, yeah. bro. What are you talking like about? It, she got overwhelmed the, with wrestling. She got taken down. The first fight, right? Rose Namajunas. Je Jessica right, Andrade, no, no, we're talking. Against Jessica Andrade, right? Because they fought twice, right? Yeah. One where Rose lost and one where Rose won. Mm. Rose looked better in the first fight. It wasn't like literally, it was all Rose Namajunas until Andrade picked her up and slammed her on her head. And that was that was what won of the fight. And that was it. But other than outside of that, Nama Yunez was picking her apart. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm, yeah, no, I do. I watched it fairly recently. Did you? Mm -hmm. oh, I sure no. did. All right. Well, I, I, like, I, no, honestly, honestly, her jab was popping. Like she was just picking like Andrade apart. She really was. And Andrade was just similar to the Lee Mox fight. Like fair play to Andrade. She just. If she realizes she's getting beaten on the feet, she will rush in, grab a hold of anything, and just crush you into the floor or or get the choke. Yeah, but but, but when you look at what Jessica Andrade's, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I speak English. Style? 
uh, not style, but her her tactics, her strategy. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're like the bulldog, you you want to get hit a few times. Yeah. Want to invite that like that whole Mike Tyson thing where he just kept his hands here, invited a few jabs. Uh, I think she was allowing Rose to hit her a lot in that fight just to to get. But Rose did hit her a lot. Oops, sorry, what I didn't hear. You, what you Rose said. did hit her a lot though. She did. Weird. No, she did, and and that was. So I you think, agree with me? It's not that I don't agree with you at all. It's it's not that I disagree with you, but I think so. We agree then. I think you're saying that that Rose picked her apart until that big slam. Yeah. So you agree I, that happened? I, th- I think that Jessica allowed so a lot. So we're in of, agreement. I think that Jessica allowed a lot of strikes so that yeah. she could go in and get. She that. allowed herself to get picked apart by the better striker, and so we're in agreement. I'll, I'll wait for you to finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I'm sorry. Jesus, right, so, so I'm just having Sorry. fun. Let's That's see. all good. Yeah, I, I just think I think that you're uh, completely wrong on this one. And for, mm. um, I don't know. I, I just think Rose by uh, assassination with strikes. I mean, that's probably a safe bet. In all honesty, uh, looking at looking at the odds here, it's no Naomi Yunus to get the finish. Ooh, actually, that's five to one. That's not bad. Four to one. Sorry, five. So four to one in English. The decision two point six three. Esparza yeah. to get the decision three point seven five. So you're getting better than even money on that. So if if Esparza wins this, it's most likely a decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see her stopping Rose unless Rose goes in super emotional, thinking I'm with our confidence and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you on this one. I dropped drop yeah, my, I drop my uh, Lola Tong hat, and I don't want to do ah. that. Uh, head to the head to the promo code and enter CMA at, po- at the uh, the checkout. You get ten percent off. Lola Tong, they do great stuff. They Other absolutely do. No cowboy hats though. They don't have cowboy, no cowboy hats. hats. Let me get onto my contact at that company because yeah. you you inspire me now to get a goddamn cowboy hat. If they get if hey look look no I'll wear it on I'll wear it on the podcast if they if they get me a Lola Tong cowboy hat I'll no, no, I'll, do, I'll do it. Well, man, no. Anyway. I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm not going to disagree. I do think that Rose Namajunas probably gets the win here, but I would say a slight caveat. I would uh, Esparza knows how to win, and it may not be pretty. It may be boring as fuck, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Esparza nullify Rose's um, uh, striking by just taking her down over and over and wrestle fucking her for five rounds. Wrestle fucking. I got to write that down and use it. Yeah. Um, and now. To the main event of the evening, Charles Oliveira, the champion at 155 pounds versus Justin Gaethje. For years, I had no idea how to pronounce that guy's name. Um, Dude, this is such a fucking exciting fight. This is a tremendous main event. This is a a puzzle. Um, But the cool thing about it is, is that you know it's going to be just a just an absolute killer of a fight. I'm yeah, so excited. No, completely agree. It is a puzzle. It really is. Because I keep going back and forth on this one. I've placed my bet, and I'm going to stand by it. But I'm so back and forth on this one. Because the thing is, is I don't know if it was Gaethje saying it or if it was some sort of like weird clickbait article, but it's something that does... It kind of annoys me when I see fighters do it. It's always the stand-up guys, the, the, the kickboxers, that go, 
oh yeah, well, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't dare stand with me. It's like, yeah, he doesn't have to, bro. It's mixed martial arts. Yeah. You have to start the, like, why should Charles Oliveira have to play to your strengths? Yeah. That's fucking like, illegal. It's fucking illegal. <laughs> That's fucking illegal. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, um I yeah. Why, why should, why should Charles have to play to your strengths, bro? Come on, bro, bro, bro. But yeah, um, Oh, and, and Charles Oliveira is like, he hit back saying, eh, I'm going to knock Gaethje out. And it's like, he's going to, of course he's going to say that. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to initiate the clinch. I think he's going to get a body lock. I think it's going to the ground. I think that Gaethje's going to get a few licks in. Don't get me wrong. I think that what Gaethje's going to do early, is going to, he's going to get that leg kick popping. I think that low calf kick's going to be popping. But, I think that Oliveira has got the, he's just, he's got a slight reach advantage. I always have, I always, in my head, I have Oliveira as being taller, but he's not. He's an inch shorter, yeah, which is weird. So yeah, but he does have the reach. And actually, Oliveira's Muay Thai has come quite a long way in the last few years. And that's going to be especially useful when it comes to the clinch, because that's where Oliveira tends to get a lot of his takedowns. Most of it, he's, again, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, so don't be looking for power doubles, uh, you know, high crutch, single legs, things like that. It's, that That's just not going to be coming from Oliveira. So what, what you are going to see is more body locks to trips to takedowns. And I do think this fight hits the mat. Now, it's going to be a question of, how confident Gaethje is in being able to hang with Charles on the ground. Because I just, for me, I think that once it gets to the ground, it's going to be like a hot knife through butter. I think that Oliveira is going to just have his way with him. And it won't be like trying to submit Tony Ferguson. There are going to be openings. And I'm not saying that Gaethje isn't, you know, it, it isn't a good, good, you know, jiu-jitsu guy he's, he's clearly they all train it you know what i mean but he's not on the level that tony ferguson is that's what saved tony ferguson from getting submitted i don't think that's going to be there for uh justin gaethje i think gaethje knows that he has to try and keep this fight standing and that's quite a lot of pressure actually because he knows that one mistake one slip one one slip up and he knows that once once it goes to the ground you have got the guy with the most submissions in the history of the UFC, arguably the best submission fighter the UFC has ever seen. And you've got him, you know, working his way towards another submission. And that's, that's the way I think this one is going. The, the bookies also seem to seem to agree with me, but I'm not going to say I'd be surprised to see Gaethje like throwing down those leg kicks and just start beating Charles up to the point where Charles maybe even can't get close enough to get, the takedown but that that's what the key is here for Gaethje he must maintain boxing distance yeah he must agree if he if he if he lets Charles get his hands on him even for for a moment that's dangerous and I don't think Charles and let, let's be fair like I said Charles I don't feel like he's the better striker here far from it well not far from it but his striking has gotten a lot better and he does have yeah. the reach. And I, I feel like, I feel like the skill on the feet is closer than the skill on the ground. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And you see the uh, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler 
it was a classic case of Charles's striking setting up to get the fight to the ground from a knockdown. But when, yes. you, when you look at what uh, Charles did against uh, Dustin Poirier, is he incorporated striking into grappling into takedown? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's the difference in this one. I think the difference is Charles is going to obvious. I mean, fuck, sounding again way too confident on a Sunday morning. But <laughs> I think uh, Charles is going to have to uh, get uh, Justin to uh, get the guard up, defend himself. Then it'll be a case of into grappling then into takedowns, then if it goes to the ground, Justin's going night-night again. Uh, Justin's coach is Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman is a very, very, very yeah. smart guy. So they have drilled this most likely to the to the grind. Um, I think that my pick is Justin and New. I think he's going to keep the distance, like you said correctly, leg kicks, big, fast jabs, big, powerful right hands and left hooks. Uh, one of my new favorite fights to watch on repeat is Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. Why? Because I'm a sick fuck. Um, those <laughs> jabs, those right hands, the the leather on skin, the no crowd, the microphone. Yeah, it was nasty. It was horrible to the hear. The last couple of shots, it was almost like um, Ferguson was being electrocuted. Yeah. Like they're, they're, like he, because he, 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 I think he just hit him with like a real stiff jab, didn't he? It was a jab. But it, it was, was a jab. But it was like it. right, but it, but it was right on the nose, and literally Ferguson was like, eh, eh. yeah, and, and it was like, and, and it was like his brain was, it's like his computer was shutting down, like, yeah. and it was, yeah, it, it was, was it was, it was, tough, yeah. tough to watch for sure. Um, but I think that has to be the game plan here because Tony's also very uh, difficult on the ground. And that's that was Justin's uh, strategy in that fight. I'm struggling with the word strategy tonight. Um, but I think that was his strategy in that fight. And it has to be his strategy in this fight. I just think yeah. that's the way it's going to go. So I'm taking Justin Gaethje and new via TKO or hopefully KO. When I say hopefully, I don't mean that in a negative way against Charles Oliveira. He has proved himself to be an absolute fucking star, a gentleman, someone that kids should look up to. Um, I just have a soft spot for Justin Gaethje. I want him to get the yeah. goal. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm also a big fan of Gaethje. I, I like his style. How can you not like his style? You know, it's, it's like if you're an MMA fan. The Homer Simpson. I was, remember that press yeah, conference? Yeah, the yeah. Homer Simpson of UFC. He's like, yeah, he never stopped punching except to check on his bindle. The tramp has <laughs> the energy of a hobo. Sorry. Um, yeah, Gaethje, uh, he's, he's, he is brilliant. And I... I do want to see him get the belt. However, I've got a feeling. Do you know what? Do you know what Dustin Poirier did wrong against Charles Oliveira? It depends on which part, because it, not not defend- technically, not from a technical standpoint, not from anything he did in the octagon. Okay, but it's just he came in with this air of this air of it wasn't even confidence. So I thought it was arrogance. I thought that he thought. Oh, you know, I've I've thought, you know, he like Charles Oliveira. Charles Charles Oliveira is no Khabib Magomedov, you know. Yeah. And I beat I beat Connor twice. So, you know, it, I, again, I, I can't speak for what's going on in their heads, but there was, but I felt like there was that kind of like energy coming off him, and I thought that was a mistake. 
yeah. to be over. I thought he was almost overlooking Charles because because Charles has been beaten early on in his career, and obviously, and again, like the boogeyman Namagamadov is out of the division. So people are thinking now is the time to get yeah. my hands on that belt. It's like I'm the whole John getting, Jones thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the same aura off Justin. Honestly, yeah, we'll see. Like, it's, I've seen, like, and I'm not saying that like that's a bad thing because confidence is a great thing, but it's it's slightly more than confidence. I feel like I feel like, and Charles has taken advantage of it because it's like, yeah, yeah, overlook me at your peril. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what, my name might not be Namagamadov, but if I win here tonight, I've uh, I've equaled his title defense. How many title defenses did Khabib have? Two. Six though, huh? Two, two, no, no, title defenses. Right, because he beat Connor, defended against Dustin, and then defended against. But he he had the belt before Connor, right? Yes, he did. Hang on, who do? Can hang on, who did he beat? Oh, he, he beat Ally Quenta for the vacant title, so that's not a defense. And then he defended against Connor, defended against Poirier, defended against Gaethje, so that's three. So. Oh. Oliveira beat Chandler, defended against Dustin. And then he needs, yeah, he needs to get a couple more defenses. But yeah. I would like to see Oliveira go on to be one of the most dominant lightweight champions like, of all time. I really would. I'd like to see that. And in order I, I for would, him to do I, that, I genuinely would too. If it wasn't Justin Gaethje tonight, uh, yeah, tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a, I, I do agree. This one is uh, it's one of those fights where. I'm going to be slightly gutted for whoever loses. Yeah, exactly. But, I said at the start, I'm like, every one of the fights, apart from I want Rose to beat Carla, every one of the other fights, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's going to be a loser. Yeah, you know? I just, yeah. and But for me, I kind of, I like Charles more than Gaethje. Gun to my head, if I had to pick one, it's Charles Oliveira, because he's just been, for me, I've watched him since the start. He's, he's, I, I got to see his first fight in the UFC and I hope that I'll get to see his last, you know? Absolutely. And uh, it, it's you know, the way I keep eating and drinking. It's not a foregone conclusion, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's been on such a journey and not that Gaethje hasn't, but it, it, Gaethje's journey pales in comparison to Charles's journey. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you're comparing journeys, can we compare journeys for a moment? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's UFC 274. I'm excited to watch them. I'm going to watch them live, Bert. Are you going to watch them probably on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning? Sunday afternoon, I think, because um, yeah. I'm actually going to see uh, Steve. Have you ever seen um, Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge? Are you aware of Alan Partridge? I know Alan Partridge. Aha! Yeah. Yeah. Um, knowing knowing the, me. Yeah. Know me, know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing a live show in Nottingham, uh, so I'm going to go see that on Saturday. Isn't he uh, playing Jimmy Kimmel in, or not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Savile in the Jimmy in Savile. The, is he playing Jimmy Savile in the movie? He might be. You know what? Yeah. He might be. I think I can't so, remember. Yeah. But you're going to see him live. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm a, I am a huge Alan Partridge fan. I've been watching since I was a little kid. Like literally I've been watching since the eighties. Yeah. Like, and the fact that he's still going as the same character, they have a statue. They have a statue of Alan Partridge in Norwich. Do you know wow. that? There you they go. have an actual statue of, of his fictional character because he's been an institution for so long. I can't wait. So I'll probably, if I do watch it live, it'll be on my phone, but it will likely wait until I get back on the Sunday yeah. and I'll just have to put my phone into flight mode 
because I know me and my mates are going out after. So yeah. 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 yeah it should be fun. Yeah, I'm going to watch them live. I'm not missing these ones. So Sunday, I probably go to bed, oof, seven o'clock, maybe get three or four hours. Yeah. So we'll see. Back to normal. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God, man. Back in the day when it used to, like, I used to have no responsibilities, no children, no, nothing to do on a Sunday except sleep, eat, and maybe visit the bathroom a few times, perhaps a Sunday afternoon beer with a friend. I don't know. But uh, yeah. yeah, Red Bull at midnight and just, or if I was going out, get back before the main card. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. And I always absolutely love breaking these down with you. Yeah, no, it, it, it's been so much fun, man. Thank you again for having me. It's just, it's an yeah, absolute yeah pleasure. It, it rules. It rules. So yeah, always, uh, yeah, yeah. It's always a pleasure. We'll do plenty more of these. I, I think the numbered events, the numbered events are a good uh, breakdown because you can, Get into them, yeah. Get into them. Yeah, as long as you're not interrupted. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said that knowing you were taking a drink for the awkward silence, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a, a Burt Locker um Patreon subscriber oh, from thank tomorrow you. on. I that's, want you to tell people awesome. Tell people where you are and how to find you and Patreon and all that stuff. Well, I am on YouTube, the Burt Locker on YouTube. One thing I discovered actually in uh, in America is that back, uh, you know, when I used to get to uh, tell people, yeah, I'm on YouTube and I'm on the Burt Locker, it was four or five pages of the Hurt Locker before you would find my page. Do you know where the Burt Locker is now? If you type in the Burt Locker on YouTube, no, let's try it. If you just try it, I'm gonna go right here. I'm gonna go. The Burt Locker. Locker. It's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it is. Is there a specific thing you've done? No, just been slugging away, I guess. Just it just because uh, obviously it used to get the Hurt Locker just always or like five five six pages of the Hurt Locker stuff, right? Oh, wow. But now I think I've got enough videos and content out there that it's recognised me as my own thing. Oh, so like you I mean the algorithm? People, yeah. So, right. so when I, now when I tell people, like, because uh, I was uh, a couple of people uh, when I was in in Nashville were like, "Oh, well, well, who are you on YouTube?" I was like, "Oh, the Burt Locker." And they typed in. I was like, "You'll have to go through a bunch of pages first. So I hope you find it." I've, I've, and they're like, and I was like, "Oh, no, no, it's that one." It's like, how, "What? Have you already gone through a lot of pages?" Like, "No, that's the top result." I was like, "Really? It's I'm me. the top result? Oh my god!" Yeah, so anyway, yeah, type in the Burt Locker on YouTube and you will find me. It's the top result, uh, number one, number one result. But yeah, so uh, there you go. I'm also on Patreon, uh, the Burt Locker on Patreon as well. Uh, I'm the Burt Green. Uh, I've got a comedy Facebook page, which is actually, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. If you like a good meme and some funny pictures, like definitely follow my comedy page because it, like, obviously I post all my video clips and stuff on there as well. And also, Burt Green uh, on Facebook. So my, my Facebook story has been pretty fucking excellent. Go back to last month's Facebook story. You'll see a load of shit that I was doing. It was, it was awesome because I've been getting into Facebook stories. Uh, the Burt Green on Instagram and the Burt Green on Twitter at, B- at Burt Green 6 on Twitter. On Twitter. I'm I actually remember get, them all now. I'm starting That's to get back up on Twitter because of the whole e- I followed Elon you. Musk. You followed, I followed me. you. Yeah, I haven't checked it yeah. in like a week. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, because I'm always on Twitter. I like Twitter. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you, as soon as you said you were on Twitter, I was like, I'm following Dave. Done. Fuck yeah. 
Fuck yeah. You know, as well as me, though, the social media aspect of this game is just a torturous, arduous, goddamn grind. I enjoy, I enjoy like shooting the videos. I enjoy writing them. I enjoy researching them. I actually enjoy editing them. Do I enjoy posting them? No, I'd rather bash my cock flat with a brick, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. Just. I have never tried that, but now that you mention it, it probably feels better than goddamn social media grind. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, thank you very much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And I fucking love talking about these fights with you. Same, same. And thank you. Keep doing everything you're doing, man. Because you know me, I'm always commenting. I I I love your podcast. I really do. It just, it's a, it's a voice of reason. I love your angry rants. Like honestly, I do. Like the, the, you're you're the voice of reason in an otherwise kind of because you do you see you you tell it like it is, and I like that. There's something that I really appreciate. So yeah, I appreciate you, brother. And yeah, just thank you very much. Awesome, man. I appreciate your words. Amazing, uh, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Like the comments. No, don't like the comments. Like the videos and comment on the videos, uh, and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already because. That's what helps us. I don't need your money. I just need your finger to hit the and subscribe, the like, and type a comment saying, hey, guys, you're wonderful, and you've got beautiful hats. Just leave a thumbs up in the comments if you like the hat. Huh? There you uh, go, man. Rocking. This Thank is you, when bro. they start, start running in with thumbs down. I know what you're like, you vindictive cunts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing is you, you don't get the, the dislike button views anymore, so people just comment. <laughs> Use me for dislike. It's like. I like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well, yeah. I'm trying to sign out here, Bart. Let me get through Sorry. it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for listening. Have a good evening and enjoy the fights. Rock and roll.